Welcome to Solo Quest, an actual play RPG podcast where I go on adventures alone, using modified rules for games like Dungeons and Dragons and Blades in the Dark. Between campaigns, I invite other solo gamers and creatives to join me for one-shots and to share insights on gaming alone. My name is Azure, they, them. I am your host, DM, characters, NPCs, monsters, and everything else. Join me for the next hour as I talk to myself, roll some dice, and try not to die. I literally press record and the cats start meowing. There, there was no sound. <laughs> they have ideas for the campaign today. One moment. Okay, so let's recap last week. Rain Rook is our rogue. He's our half-orc rogue. His pronouns are he, they. And Venzir is our gnome wizard. Pronouns are she, her. They made it to Mithrandain finally with their glowing leaf and um, a new item, which I added to Rain's inventory that you can see on his character sheet. It's called the Ugliest Bag, and it is as protective on the inside as it is ugly on the outside. Um, basically, it's just something their dad gave them to protect the carrier from the effects of mag magical items within it. So. That is a new item that they got. Um, took all of that to the city to see their Uncle Ray. He was able to successfully identify the object after a good shock um, as a leaf of all seasons, of which there are four, and or supposedly four, one for each season. He thinks they have the summer leaf because it has lightning properties, and I guess that's one of the abilities that summer time has. They also discovered that the leaf reacts to rain and Venzir even stronger now that the uh, shadow box broke after giving uh, their, their uncle a shock. Um, it turns into a cloak for them now. Um, they haven't had a chance to play around with that yet because uh, shortly after that was triggered, they were attacked by a lone attacker. Um, not necessarily attacked, um, I think he realized he was outnumbered as soon as he dropped in on the scene and tried to negotiate, but Venzir shot off a max damage magic missile attack and he fled in a blur using blur. So they didn't know where he went, so they snuck out of the castle um, back to Ray's house and had some mushroom wine and dinner and pulled down whatever books he had. He had a couple on uh, mythical artifacts and... Um, and one or two on ancient history, including uh, information about the Queen of Darkness, or the Summer Queen, as he called her. So, let's get into it. Um, there's more that happened, obviously, but you can go listen to the episode. <laughs> um, we're going to start this episode on a new day. Everyone has their spell slots and their health back, and they're rested, and they have some new information. I did some prep work that I will tell you about so that it doesn't take up a whole bunch of time during the episode, but I rolled some random word tables for a few different things, uh, and I started a new tool that I haven't been able to tell you about yet, which is called a clock or a pressure gauge. It's an idea that comes from Blades in the Dark or Teens in Space, which I think 
got it from Blades in the Dark. Basically, anytime there's uh, a quest or something that's time sensitive that needs to be kept track of and has parts that need to be accomplished, you make a clock with those segments and mark them off as you go, as each thing is completed or as the enemy completes something in opposition to you. So I have some new clocks. I have one for the leaf, which I guess is for Rain and Vinzir at the moment since they possess it. And I also have one for the Summer Queen since that is somebody we know about now. So I won't tell you too much more than that. Um, I will tell you there's quite a few segments on these. Um, I feel like any clock over eight segments probably needs to be multiple clocks. So they're no longer than eight segments. That's what I will give you. Um, and I do have a few other tricks up my DM sleeve, but I'll reveal that as we go along. Okay, so it's a new day, and I rolled some words. I rolled two for each of them, uh, so six altogether. So what uh, Rain got was line and evaluate. So I'm going to have him inspect the uh, veins, I guess, on the leaf a little bit more. And then, <laughs> and then Ray got beat and dig, which I we will figure that out in a moment. And Vincere got something fun that I want to try next, which is shake and feature. <laughs> so I want to see what happens when she shakes this thing. But I think, oh, I think they're scared to take it out of the bag, though, because the last two times it happened, they, they were attacked. But also, shake and feature is too good to ignore, and Rain still needs to look at the veins anyways. So we're going to ask the oracle if there is a safe place that they can take this leaf out and play with it. Uh, maybe. Is it in Ray's house? Yes. So, Uncle Ray, you got a you got a magic safe room that we can use? I'm sure he does. I mean, that makes sense. He's an artificer. I don't I didn't even need to ask the oracle. Um, yeah, so they they go to his like b magic buffered room of uh concealing or whatever. <laughs> so, they're going to take the leaf out in there. So, first first Venzir. She's going to take this leaf out and shake it and see what happens. And that just means I'm going to roll on a random table to see what happens. I have, I have so many tables that it is, it looks messy, but it's so much more interesting to me as a player. So you do it however you want. You can even just use online tools. You don't even need a piece of paper. Um, but yeah, let me, let me see what happens when she shakes this leaf. So she picks it up by the stem and starts shaking it around in this quote-unquote safe room. And it's not as safe as this leaf is powerful, apparently, because um, it summons five of those darklings that attacked them in their house the first time. And they just materialize. They just pop into the room. Um, there's no warning the three of them are there and then suddenly the you know leaf that she's shaking is glowing and five darklings appear and it actually grows into the cape now um 
because she's got it out and has stopped shaking it. And just so y'all know, she rolled a critical one on the encounters table. So this is the worst thing that could have happened, um, which is, I guess, nice that it can't be worse than this. I don't know. <laughs> so let's roll initiative. 20 for Venseer, 1 for Rain, 19 for Ray, and 5 for the Darklings. I'm just going to put them all in one group since they're the same uh, stat block. Alright, so Venzir gets to go first, and then it's going to be Ray, and then the Darklings, and then Rain last. Oh, actually, nope. I misread my reaction. He, there's actually four Darklings and one Darkling Elder, so that one needs to have his own uh, initiative roll. And he got an 18. So he's going to go right after Ray and then his companion. So it ended up the same, but it'll be a little bit different. Okay, so it's going to be Vinzir first. And I think since the leaf has turned back into a cloak of her size, she's just going to toss it on real quick so that she knows where it is. And she's actually going to cast protection from evil and good on rain which until the spell ends one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures aberrations celestials elementals fey fiends and undead and these are fey and basically it just means if any of the fey try to attack rain they will take a disadvantage on those attack rolls and rain also can't be charmed frightened or possessed by them which is great yeah and that's going to be her and she'll you know get get further away to set the scene i think this room is probably this room is probably a, a decent sized you know gar garage sized two car garage sized room and these creatures um all appeared at one end clo closest to the door um closest to the exit unfortunately but they're not surrounded so they can all get back further if they want or try to push them towards the door so she's actually gonna put her hand on rain and she's gonna try to hide behind them because they're twice her size <laughs> okay and then next is going to be ray and i think he's also going to buff rain <laughs> because rain is their their um big guy so he's a he's gonna cast a, a fourth level spell stone skin um which this spell turns the flesh of a willing creature you touch as hard as stone. Until the spell ends, the target has resistance to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So, Rain has a lot of resistances right now. All of these creatures have disadvantage on attack to him, and Ray and Vinzir are both hiding behind him. He goes last, unfortunately, but that's not so bad because he's got all these, um, these buffs now. So next up is going to be the uh, one Darkling Elder. Okay, so this thing has a scimitar. He's going to do a melee attack, um, but he's got disadvantage from the previous buffs that this uh, that our rogue has on him. But he can also make a multi-attack. So he's going to make two attacks with a scimitar with disadvantage and see if we can hit rain with either of those. First attack fails, second attack fails. Okay, and 
And with those two fails, I think he's just gonna try to take a step back, which I guess Rain can take a opportunity attack. I always get confused on those, so I'm gonna say again. Oh, it's a four anyway. So yeah, this thing comes in, slashes a couple times, misses completely, and backs up, and Rain misses. Uh, so next up are the other four Darklings. And two of them are going to make ranged dagger attacks at Venseer, throwing, because um, she's 20 feet away from them. So they're going to throw a dagger apiece. That's a three for the first one. That's a miss. And a 17. And a 17 for the second one. That does hit. So she's going to take 1d4 plus 3 piercing damage. Oh, it's a 1. Thank God. <laughs> so that's still 4. 4 piercing damage and then 2d6. Oh no. 2d6 necrotic damage. 5. So she's not looking great. Let's go ahead and put her damage on the board. Yeah, she's, she's looking really rough back there. The other two are going to do the same thing, but they're going to make one ranged attack at Rain and one at Ray. So let's see, uh, the one takes disadvantage towards Rain. That's a six. And a critical fail, which is why I always roll the second one twice, even if the first one fails, because Omen has an idea for a critical fail. Oh yeah, buddy? Yeah, we're going to do the same thing that happened to the first uh, in the first episode, which is this Darkling throws his dagger and completely disarms himself. It just skitters across the floor, and now Rain can pick it up if he so chooses. The second one is going to attack without disadvantage against Ray. That's a six. That does not hit, so these, these guys aren't doing so hot. Okay, Rain is, is pissed, and he's going to pick up that dagger that skittered across the floor, and he's going to chuck it at the uh, the elder, I guess, the one with the scimitar that ran up and tried to hit him. So he's going to make a ranged uh, throwing dagger attack at this. Oh, that's nice. So that is a 19 plus 4. Yeah, that definitely hits. And he's going to take 1d4 plus 2 piercing. That is 2 plus 2, so 4. Not, not bad. Alright, back at the top of the order is Venseer's turn. And she is very injured, but she is going to cast a magic missile this time, of course. Um, that protection from evil and good really helped last time, so... That was a good first move, but now she's really mad and, and injured, and uh, she's going to cast Magic Missile, um, one at, I think she's going to actually just cast them all at the Elder, the biggest one, the tallest one. 1d4 plus 1, three times. That's two, three, two. So, seven. And actually, <laughs> bonus, since she's wearing the 
leaf of all seasons as a cape, it's also going to do 2d6 of lightning damage. That is nine. And that actually is enough. So his explosion will actually cause something called death burn where the other creatures within a 10 foot radius have to make a constitution saving throw. And if not, they take radiant damage, 2d6 radiant damage, and they're blinded. And luckily, none of my characters are in a 10 foot radius. They're all at least 15 or 20 feet away. So the only ones that have to save are the other four darklings. This is hilarious. Okay, let's see if we can just take them all out with, their, with themselves. So let me roll four constitution saves for these guys. Okay, so only two of them save, and the other two are going to take 2d6 radiant damage. That's five each, which uh, definitely makes an impact. They're, they're even like kind of pushed back um, towards the entrance, so they're even a little bit further now. So one down, and that's Venzir's turn. She's gonna limp behind Rain and try to bandage herself up while everything else is going on. Um, so now it's Ray's turn, and he is gonna say, let's see if he's got any healing spells. That would be lovely. <laughs> okay, Uncle Ray has the best spells. So he's going to cast one of the funnest things ever. So he's going to cast Bigby's Hand, which is you create a large hand of shimmering translucent force in an unoccupied space that you can see within range. And the range is 120 feet. That's further than the room is. Um, so he's going to create this enormous translucent hand right next to the darkling that hit Fencier. And, and he's gonna use the effect called uh, Clenched Fist where you can strike a creature within five feet of it and make a melee spell attack um, to use the hand. And on a hit, the target takes 4d8 force damage. That's a 16 plus whatever, it doesn't matter, 16 hits. So the that one's gonna take 4d8, oh my goodness, 18 points of damage. Let's see if that takes him out. And he's also the one that took five, uh, one of the ones that took five radiant damage from his friend exploding. And that's enough to take him out. Again, he explodes in a blast of light. All his buddies have to make a constitution save or be blinded. They all fail. So the, <laughs> the last three darklings that are left in this space are blinded and it is also the remaining three's turn, and I think the one that uh, that was damaged, the other one that was damaged from the, the radiant uh, explosion, is going to try to get back towards where it thinks the door is. I don't think I'm going to make him roll for that, because he was already pretty close to the wall. So he's just going to feel his way over to the door and try to leave. Um, the other two, however are going to rush blindly forward with their daggers out and let's see if uh <laughs> let's see if they even make it or if they hit each other that would be hilarious 
I'm actually just gonna flip a coin for this, like whether they make it to their desired spot or whether they collide with each other and we'll go from there. So they collided with each other. Let's have them make attacks on each other. A 13, uh, that hits uh, one. And then the other one doesn't hit. So let's do the damage. Oh my God, this is so dumb. These, these creatures are so dumb. It's four plus two, six damage. Okay, yeah, so he like severely injures his buddy. Um, and the other one <laughs> drops his dagger from being attacked by his friend. Um, so while these two are blinded, I think Rain is going to, um, let's see, it's, yeah, Rain's less, yeah. So I think Rain is just going to go and, oh, he's got a rapier. So he's going to go up with his rapier and <laughs> just cut them down very easily because they're blind, they can't even see. The one thinks he got a good attack off and it's his buddy. That's a hit. So yeah, um, I think he's only got one point of uh, HP left anyways, but just out of curiosity, that's a three, yeah. So the, <laughs> the most injured one, the one that was just injured by his buddy um, just got killed by rain and I think as his like bonus action or whatever, he's just gonna grab the other one that just was swinging at his buddy. And Rain has to do a constitution save to not be blinded. 12, he makes it, so he's fine. Um, it's Venzir's turn. Rain has this one he's holding up and Venzir's just gonna go up to him and attempt to stab him with a dagger um, but before she can do that something familiar happens a bolt of lightning shoots off her cloak it actually looks like it comes out of one of the veins in the cloak and uh, strikes him for six points of damage which is um, almost enough for this one and following up with her dagger. That's a 19 plus to hit. And nice, four plus two is another six and that's enough. So this one, this one is gone as well. So now we are officially out of combat. Um, I'm not gonna make them do a constitution save to be blinded or not because we're out of combat. The one that was uh, scrambling away managed to get through the door. Um, so one got away. There's four piles of ashes. Venzir's very injured. And apparently the room is not as resistant as Ray believed it was. Although they were able to discover a bunch of the properties of the leaf. I mean, she shook it and it certainly had a feature. <laughs> It summoned a bunch of darklings to the room. Let's ask, let's ask the oracle if there's any healing potions upstairs. Yes, so she's going to head upstairs and take a, take a healing potion. All right, so it's going to be 2d4 plus 4 hit points returned. Okay, cool. 
that heals her up. So she's healed up. Um, I think Rain's going to investigate the piles as he did last time and see what else we find. And there's four piles. I'm going to do one investigation check for all of them. All right, that is a 16. Let me roll on some tables and see what he finds. On the first pile, he actually didn't find anything. On the second one, he found 10 gold. On the third one, he found 15 gold. And on the fourth one, he found a bead of refreshment. Um, this spongy, flavorless, gelatinous bead dissolves in liquid, transforming up to a pint of liquid into fresh, cold drinking water. Has no effect on magic or harmful substances like poison. So he's got this bead of refreshment now and uh, 25 extra gold, which is nice. He's going to head upstairs with everybody else and see how Venzir's doing on her potion. And uh, let's see what they want to do from here. Oh, and she's still wearing the cloak. I forgot to take it off of her, so she has forgotten to take it off. So she's wearing the cloak upstairs, just so you all know. <laughs> So back upstairs, Vinzir is fully healed. Um, she she got her hit points back from the potion. And Ray is actually a little freaked out because his room that they were in to test these different aspects out um, has never been breached before. He's never had anything come in or go out that he did not himself intend to. So he's a little freaked out, I think, about his room. He's probably looking over, you know, his um, spells and recasting, you know, wards and things like that to um, reinforce that because that's never happened before. As Rain comes up the stairs, let's see if he notices anything. Have him do a perception check. 17, all right. So as he comes up the stairs, he's actually going to notice that the cape, the leaf cape, I guess it's the leaf of all seasons, but it's a cape at the moment. Um, the cape is actually, it's glowing like it always does um, when they're wearing it or handling it, but only some of the veins are um, glowing at the moment. Not all, usually all of them are. Usually it's just full of power, every um, possible part of it. Um, is glowing that can but right now he actually sees just a few of the veins you know glowing and changing colors and um, it almost looks like a map and he's gonna let Benzir know like hey um something's going on with the cape maybe it's because it like shot off lightning which so cool but it look look at it take it take it off real quick so she's gonna take it off and lay it on the table and it is in fact going to be a map. It doesn't obviously say to where, but um, the only reason they can tell is because part of it that's glowing is where they are currently. They can see the map of Mithrandane surrounding them. There's, you know, it's glowing brighter, like where they are, like you are here, Dot. Um, so yeah, the leaf uh, is, is a map apparently.
I think Venzir is definitely going to take this as a sign that they need to follow the map. Um, and another thing is the cloak did not shrink down. Now that the map is glowing in the veins on it, or what they believe is a map, I mean, it, it makes sense. It has their location on it. And now that it is a full-sized map, it's not shrinking back down. But it is still technically a cloak, so either of them can wear it. Um, and some fun new properties. So one thing they didn't get to try out because of the attackers they had um, is the lightning resistance that it also gives you, which it's not much of a spoiler. I'm, I'm sure you all could figure that out from the effects that it's been having. So it does have lightning resistance. That will be in the item description updated on her character sheet. Um, they both leveled up from today's combat. That was a lot more than I was expecting. <laughs> and there's so many things that could have happened. There are so many other things they could have rolled that could have come into the room that could have not, that could have been waiting for them, that could have been helpful. And they keep being attacked by these. So it's funny how the dice coincide with the story anyway. So, um, there's still a lot of things that can happen. I hope some different things happen. And they're definitely going to start making a plan to figure out where this map is going. So that will be on next week's episode because I want to give them the opportunity to level up before we venture out again. I will let you guys know what spells they get, um, things like that, what new abilities, if any. But I'll do most of the actual leveling up off mic. Um, so you don't have to sit through that. They do have lots of money. They still have that shopping list for their dad. So I think Venzir is probably going to leave that with Ray and say, hey, uh, so dad needs some things, but uh, we're a little busy right now. So that will probably be off of her inventory soon. So check the Facebook for character sheets updates and we'll see where they go next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, I know this was a bit of a shorter episode, but they did level up halfway through. So like I said, I do want to give them the chance to get some new abilities before we go out again. I also had some technical difficulties recording, so I wasn't able to record as long as I wanted to. Um, but I really appreciate you being here, listening, subscribe, like, rate, share, tell anyone, everyone. Um, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast or patreon.com slash podcast. I am working on getting the other socials up, but uh, that will take some time. Uh, we'll update their character sheets that are available on my Facebook. I use the D&D Beyond app so that you can see all their spells and all their skills and uh, especially their strange inventories. I do all of this myself. I do all of the music and the editing and the planning and the recording and the everything. So I really appreciate you hanging out with me today and we'll see you next week. And just remember, it's not gaming alone if my cat's with me.